Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's scriptwriter Steve with a shameless plug for my company, Dream Weddings Hawaii. So, if you want to get married in Hawaii, if you want to get your vows renewed in Hawaii, and if you want some family pictures in Hawaii, make sure you check me out. So, my website is dreamweddingshawaii.com. So, that's dream, weddings with a S, Hawaii spelled out, dot com. Hey, what's going on, everyone? This is Scriptwriter Steve. Welcome to my podcast, Barbecue to Movies. As you can tell, the music is serious because this is a serious topic, right? Anyway, today is May 29th, 2022. It's currently 1.17 a.m. in the morning. Um, I was up late, you know, uh, just to lighten the mood a little. I just got back in the house. I was barbecuing from 12 o'clock. Had a brisket on the smoker. Uh... I think it's going to turn out great. Um, I was also sharpening some paper cutters because that's what I also do. You know, in this inflationary economy, you kind of have to do everything <laughs> to make a buck. So I do weddings, do this podcast, write screenplays, <laughs> and I also sharpen paper cutters. All right. So today's topic is all about, of course, the Texas massacre. <sighs> that's sad. It's really, really, really sad. Um, you know, I'm a very visual person, and, um, you know, some of these massacres, when they happen, or a murder happens, and, you know, I can imagine how it unfolded, and it haunts my dreams. It actually does. You know, um, a long time ago, uh, a girl here in Hawaii, she was murdered by uh, a few locals on, on the Big Island on Christmas Eve. She was... Uh, very a very beautiful blonde girl. I think she was maybe either in high school, or right out of high school. Um, her name was Dana Ireland, and I think it was three locals, three very big, big locals, who decided um, to rape her and then kill her. And um, they beat her to death after they raped her with a crowbar. And um, she said, she said to them, uh, you know, uh, just let me live. I won't tell anyone. And um, they said no. And uh, they beat her to death. They found her, you know, um, and they, well, they they found her. She was barely alive, and then, then she died. And this was all on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. Uh, I, You know, I saw the picture of Dana Ireland, and uh, I could imagine, I, I could picture, I could visualize it, because I'm a very visual visual person, how it unfolded. And that, that her, her death haunted my dreams for a while. It really did. And now this one does too because, you know, the victims here, you know, you have 19 children and, you know, two adult teachers. Maybe all, it looks as though they're all in the same classroom and um, this evil son of a bitch just walked into there and he killed him. He killed him. And, and I can just imagine the smile on his face. You know, the, the dialogue that, you know, he, he said some things to some of the teachers before he killed them. And it was as though it was as though he was mocking them, and uh, you know it's even more frustrating to find out that the cops that showed up, you know, they didn't do their best. They were scared. They didn't go in there like heroes in a movie. You know, they stayed out there because they didn't have the the ballistic shields, and they were scared of getting shot. Now, who went in there? 
the Texas Rangers did there. And the Texas Rangers, they evacuated students one by one. And uh, they were the ones eventually who, um, you know, shot this guy. But the police, they stood out there for an hour. And then on top of that, they lied to the governor. You know, they, li- they lied to the governor about their, their response and made him look like an idiot. And we always ask ourselves, you know, what could have been done to prevent this? And hindsight's always twenty twenty. It's always no, no matter what the incident is, hindsight is always twenty twenty, right? Because you know, of course, we 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 could have invested into into that stock, but we didn't. We could have opened that perfect business, but we didn't. We all could have started Google, right? But we didn't. And when it comes to these tragedies, there's all these different things that could have happened, but we, it didn't happen. And uh, you know, one of the main questions I have to ask myself is that you know there. Why didn't some of the things happen? I mean, really, why didn't some of the things happen? Why aren't our, I mean, you, you can send me your hate mail if you want, but this, I have some serious questions. You know, why aren't some of the teachers here armed? I, I'm serious. Why aren't some of the teachers, you know, in these schools, and this is Texas, right? And, and some of them in, in New Mexico, why aren't they armed? The, you know, I, I think Texas has an open carry law. I'm not sure if it's illegal to carry guns, but you know, if if these teachers were you know trained to carry guns, at, at least someone in the hall, at least many teachers, at, then at least that kid, that evil kid, Salvador Ramos, would know that this is not a soft target. At this school, you know, at this school, you walk in there with a gun, people are going to shoot. People are going to shoot. And, and you know what's really scary here is that, uh, you know, these, these um, shootings are happening more often. I mean, it, it has nothing to do with Trump. It has nothing to do with Biden. You know, just within maybe the last 20 years, uh, these crazy people have just been popping up and shooting, you know, theaters, malls. You know, they, they've been going to you know, you know, um, schools and shooting, shooting up their classmates. And in this case, he wasn't even a classmate. He just wanted to get, get in there and just, you know, de- deliver carnage. And just a few weeks ago, you know, what was lost in the news was a, a Chinese man went into a Taiwanese church and shot up Taiwanese. Of course, the, the media wants to bury that, bury that news, but that's what also happened. And this is within, I think, maybe a two or three week period. It, it's sad, and we can't really point the finger, you know, to uh, anyone politically. I know Joe Biden wants to point it toward Trump, and uh, you know, and I know a lot of Republicans want to point it toward Democrats. Um, but right now, when I take a look at you know all of these victims, you know, there's one thing that they all have in common, and it's mental illness, because no one who is mentally fit, right, such as you and me, even if we disagree politically, even if I say potato and you say potato, right, we're not going to go and shoot up each other, right? That's not going to happen. But for some reason, here in America especially, uh, we are embracing people who are mentally ill as mentally fit, unfortunately. You know, people who, you know, and we're teaching people to be angry. We're teaching people that it's okay to be angry. That in fact, 
that if you're angry, that if you're angry, it's okay, you know, to be angry at a certain at a certain group. It's okay to be angry. Yeah, at, at a, if your politics are wrong, it's okay to be angry. If if that business does not agree with you, it's okay to burn it down, right? If if you're um, if you if you disagree with someone, it's okay to destroy their life. And this is being echoed not only through the media, but also from our political leaders, and all throughout social media. And what's happening? What's happening is that. There's actually a breakdown of conversation, which is really, really sad. You know, sorry, that was my Facebook messenger going off. But because people can't have a conversation, and in this case of Salvador Ramos, who was a very, very troubled teen, you know, he was a very, very troubled person. He's very much emo-ish. I mean, I don't, I can't place his personality anywhere at all on the Enneagram. You know, a lot of people ask me, well, well what type of... What type of person is this on the Enneagram? And I talk about the Enneagram a lot through, uh, just because I use it for screenwriting and also to evaluate personalities. But you can't. We just don't know enough about them other than he is just not right in the head. But we do know he, he, his mother is a drug user and was out of his life. He was living with his grandmother who he shot. And on top of that, he, he is estranged from his father. And I'm not sure what, why he's, he's, he's estranged from his father, but the father also didn't want to, you know, go next to him because, uh, he had COVID and, and, uh, you know, the, the son was just broken down and both parents didn't think he was, you know, they thought, okay, fine, you know, that he, that he's a troubled teen, he's getting bullied, you know, but he'll work through it. None of them thought he would actually do this. And I honestly think that, that they actually believe that. You know, they're not trying to defend their son. I think, you know, they're just as surprised, just as surprised as you and me. Really. I mean, they're, they're just as surprised. Now, he shot up this school with, you know, guns which he purchased legally. And the thing about it was that, you know, he, there, he didn't, there, I don't think there was any signs that he was mentally ill that was on paper. So he slipped right through the cracks. But anybody who would, um, you know, you know, would look at him would think that, wow, something's wrong with this guy. But what's really interesting is that, you know, you ask, what's coming out is that this guy doesn't have many friends at all. I mean, he worked over at a fast food restaurant and usually a normal person would, you know, be, make, become friends with someone and he didn't have any friends over there, no co-workers, you know, he hung around with, no co-workers he went to parties, you know, with, right? You know, usually, you know, you you, you go to parties, right? You, you, go, you, you go to work, make friends over there, and you, then you go to parties with them, you go to movies with them, you hang out after work. And that's how, that's part of the joy of going to work is making new friends. But in this case, he didn't have any friends. I don't think he even had a girlfriend, or a boyfriend, or anything like that, right? It looked as though this guy walked through life depressed. And uh, yeah, that depression kind of caught up with him. It really did. It really, really, really did. Now, <laughs> why did he choose to shoot up an elementary school? Was it for fame? That's a question. Or was it for retaliation? You know, there was a report that came out on Newsweek, and um, apparently Texas Representative Tony Gonzalez, uh, 
Now, if that name sounds familiar, the, there was a tight end, you know, for the Atlanta Falcons and Kansas City Chiefs called Tony Gonzalez. I'm not sure it's the same person, but that's why that name sounds familiar. Maybe it is. I don't think it is, but who knows? Who really know? Who really, really knows? Uh, but anyway, um, this guy, this uh, this representative, he claimed that the shooter, this that is Salvador Ramos was arrested when he was 14 years old for saying, quote, and I quote, I'm quoting him, you know, when I'm a senior in 2022, I am going to shoot up a school. And, uh, you know, Tony Gonzalez, Representative Tony Gonzalez, uh, he's claiming this. Now, it has not been confirmed by any official source, and apparently, according to a lot of other sources, you know, um, uh, uh, Salvador Ramos didn't have any police record, so but we'll, we'll, but we'll see. Now, uh, Salvador Ramos, I I believe was over eighteen years old. So a lot in a lot of states, after you turn eighteen years old, your uh, your record, you know, from before when you're when you were a child, it was kind of pretty much, you know, cleared. But I think at that point, you could still tell, you know, if he was actually, you know, if there was something on his record. Um, now my question is that, <laughs> how can we prevent something like this from, from happening again? I mean, really, how can we prevent something like this from happening? Now, <laughs> here's one thing. This kid, this evil kid didn't turn out evil. He eventually, he was born a sinless infant that came into this world, bright eyed, and had committed no sin whatsoever, and he probably laughed as a child and enjoyed, you know, video games and all those things. And somewhere along the line, things started to go south. And I think, you know, when he started to get bullied in high school or bullied in school or whatever like that, um, that's when things started to go south. And it also didn't help that his mother and father were not in his life. And I think what we're seeing right now, why, why are these things happening more in America, in the world? Because it's not just America. Now, make no mistake, we, all, we do have more shootings in America. But on top of that, we have a lot more people in America, all right? We actually have more densely populated cities than other, than other countries, okay? And we have around 320 million people in America, and uh, we have a lot more wealth in America. We have a lot more freedoms in America. So apparently the double-edged sword to freedom is that these types of things happen. But again, make no mistake, murders happen everywhere. Even in Korea, even in Mexico where guns are actually illegal, right? <laughs> These murders happen a lot more than actually here in America. And if you talk about per capita, per, per, like per capita, gun violence is actually pretty low in America. Or actually, why don't we just say violence period is actually pretty low in America, but it is, it is on the rise. Um, unfortunately, gun violence is limited to certain areas of America. And, uh, and unfortunately also is that soft targets, you know... <laughs> Soft targets make for very easy targets, especially when it comes to like um, uh, states or schools which don't allow their teachers to carry. Now, I'm not sure if this school 
did not allow the teachers to carry. But one thing's for sure was that there was no bullets, you know, being fired back at, um, you know, Salvador Ramos when they were getting shot at. Could you imagine? I mean, just think for a second here, right? If these elementary school teachers actually had a gun on them. And they hear, because they knew for a fact, they knew for a fact that there was an active shooter outside of their school, and um, they were prepared for it. And what did they do? They just locked their doors, hunker down, and pray that pray pray for the best. I guess that's it, right? Because I'm not sure if their doors were bulletproof. Don't know that for sure. I heard he just walked into a classroom because it wasn't locked. So that teacher may have may have made a mistake by not locking her door. Maybe it was a bulletproof. Maybe it was a bulletproof door and she forgot to lock it. Who knows, right? Who knows? A simple mistake like that, that's not good. But why don't we just put that to the side and ask ourselves if this teacher, you know, knew how to shoot a gun, you know, hunkered right down there, right, right there, and just shot. As Salvador Ramos walked in, and he didn't know what the hell was going to hit him between the eyes. What did, you know, if he knew that every single teacher over there was carrying, he would not walk into there. And I know a lot of, um, you know, anti-gun people out there are saying they don't want more guns. They don't want more guns in schools. The truth is, (laughs) here's the truth, guns don't kill people. Only guns in the hand of madmen is a bad idea, right? Guns in the hand of Salvador Ramos. If Salvador Ramos comes into your house, let's say he's alive, he's on the run, and he comes into your house, and you don't have a gun, <laughs> you're pretty much dead, right? Unless you're some like kung fu martial artist, right? But again, even if you're a kung fu martial artist, you can't dodge a bullet. <laughs> the only thing that can save you is a gun. And that's why, in, you know, unfortunately, we're, we're, we're pretty much back to the wild, wild west. I was telling my mom this the other day. It's like, you know, uh, America, because, you know, we're getting away from religion. We're getting away from God. We're getting away from the nuclear family. You know, America has a drug problem, has an alcohol problem, right? And so you have a lot of broken families out there. You have a lot of kids being raised by their grandmothers because that's the only thing, that's the only, you know, hint of stability in their life. Their mom and dad aren't providing that, right? And it's so rare that that kid who's raised by the grandmother, you know, comes out with no baggage whatsoever. I mean, I, I can tell you this, you know, some, most of my friends, I have so many friends and they're raised by broken families. They're not killers, but boy... They have a lot of they have a lot of baggage on them, which they carry around, and you know, it it you know bad relationship with their parents, it triggers them, it really really triggers them, not in a good way, right, in a bad way. So it's so important to have you know a good 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 foundation, and that's where this all starts, because I I tell you what Salvador Ramos. He has a good father and a good mother. He gets bullied at school. It don't matter. Because if a father wants to stand, if a father finds out his kid is getting bullied by this other bully of there, what does he do? He goes over to that bully, 
right? And and he and he talks to that bully's father. And then yeah, and those guys have those guys hash it out. I remember when I was younger. I remember when I was younger. I lived in Waipahu, and I was I was a young kid back then, right? I, I was young, young, and, and I remember I, I did get bullied uh, by this other guy. Uh, forgot his name. I think his name was Kale or Keel or something like that, right? Chased me on his bike. And uh, I ended up crashing, ran up to my dad, and my, and my dad got out of there. He said, who the hell did this to you? He got out of there, and he yelled at this kid. And then his older brother came over to my dad's, over, over to our house, because he wanted to, like, you know, you know, you know uh, call up my dad. And then my dad came out and yelled at him, too, and he was scared as hell. He was scared as hell. So, and then the older brother went back and whooped his younger brother. <laughs> right? <laughs> and I never got bullied again. And then I, then I learned how to fight for myself too at the same time. And, uh, you know, it, it, was a, it, it was that moment. And that's what fathers are for. And imagine if this guy Salvador Ramos had a, had a, like, a father like that. Or a mother who stood up for him instead of a mother being a drug, a drug user and out of his life, right? Things could have been different. So that, that's, that's really where it starts right now. That's really where it starts. You know, that's where it starts. We can, at the same time, we can shore up, you know, the schools. You know, make, you know to me, I think, make sure, at least train the, train the teachers who want to carry, you know, you know, train the teachers who want to carry weapons, you know, very, very well, and then have them carry. <laughs> it's really simple. You know, don't give, don't give these, these, uh, these, these crazy people soft targets. And unfortunately, we're going to, I think we should have open carry in the entire United States. You know, back in the wild, wild west, we're talking like, you know, I, and I know I made the reference to wild, wild west, I'm going to follow up on that. But back in the days of the wild, wild west, I found the stat. Do you know how many banks were actually held up in the wild, wild west? We're talking wild, wild west before. Okay, where everyone carried guns. Everyone carried a six-shooter on their belt, right? Well, zero banks were actually robbed. Zero. Absolutely none. Um, pawn, pawn shops, right? There were, pawn shops were the oldest banks right back then, right? So, so um, and, and they, they were the pawn shops, by the way, they were, were the ones giving out all the loans. Um, but there were also banks at, at the same time. And nobody robbed them because everybody there carried a gun. Everyone there carried a gun. And the last thing they knew is that they didn't want to get engaged with it in a shootout, right? Banks only started to, to, um, to get robbed when you started to go into these liberal towns that were gunless, right? So you go into this one party and all of a sudden, you know, they'll say, no guns here, no guns. Remember that scene over like in Back to the Future 2 where Marty McFly goes back to the Wild Wild West, right? And then he, he attends a party. And they're all, everyone's checking their guns at the gate before they attend the party. And lo and behold, you know, your bad guy, who is an old version of Evil Biff, uh, he shows up with a gun. <laughs> okay? That's what happens when nobody has a gun. It's very simple. But for some reason, the Democrats, what do they do? All they want to do is just blame the gun. <laughs> they just want to point the gun. And they're doing so, uh, you know, in a very... It's almost embarrassing. I mean, I I saw Beto O'Rourke use the press conference uh, from from the, the the Texas governor. I forgot his name, but the Texas governor was giving a press conference about the shooting, and here comes Beto O'Rourke, 
you know, going out there with cameras blazing and then just pointing his finger, finger because he's trying to run for governor and he and he's trying to he's trying to score style points. And now he's anti-gun. He's pointing, wagging his finger out there, you know, just just to to get attention, just to show that he is an anti-gun person. And you have to again blame the gun for what happened. <laughs> There's always going to be crazy people who get through the cracks. Crazy people will always find a way to kill. Timothy McVeigh, I think, till this very day, Timothy McVeigh is probably, um, you know, one of the most infamous domestic terrorists on on uh, American soil of all type. And he he blew up that FBI building and he killed he killed a lot of children. Killed a lot of parents and killed a lot of FBI agents. Killed a lot of people, and he did so just with fertilizer and gasoline and a U-Haul truck. And he all he did is put it all in there, packed it all tight, and detonated it. That and parked it right there and detonated it. That's it. He, it didn't take an AR-15 for him to do that. Crazy people will find a way. Do you remember, do you remember the Boston bomber, the Marathon bomber? All they used. Were pressure, were um, I guess uh, there were, there were uh, pressure pressure pots, right? Those those those, those high pressure pots and ball bearings and um, some gunpowder, and that's what they did. They created pressure pot, uh, I guess shrapnel grenades. <laughs> they didn't use an AR-15, and they blew people's legs off. They killed a lot of people at this Boston Marathon, and again, it so it doesn't take. An AR-15, we cannot point, you know, the the finger at the gun, even though that is the choice of weapon for some of these guys. You know, we can't point the, the finger at it. Do you know, as a whole, annually, there's only 341 deaths that we can actually contribute to rifles in the entire America, which includes 200, I think, 320 million people. Out of the 300, 320 million people that exist here on American soil, that includes illegal immigrants, only 341 of those 320 million people have died from a rifle. And yes, an AR-15 is a rifle. And no, by the way, it is not a weapon of war. I, I keep hearing Joe Biden say, oh, you know, weapons of war don't belong in classrooms. Oh, of course not. But you would never go into war with an AR-15. You know, with the billions of dollars that we're sending over to Ukraine, they're not buying AR-15s to arm themselves with because you would get outgunned immediately because it's, it's, not a, it's, it's not a strong gun. It's only a scary gun because it looks scary. That's it. And the A and R does not stand for assault rifle. And by the way, there's no such thing as an assault rifle. It's a made-up term. If we're talking what they did define it before in the Bill Clinton days, an assault rifle is a rifle that is capable of actually shooting completely full auto. And an AR-15 can't do that. And also the bullets in an AR-15 in an AR-15 are not as strong as those in an M15 or M16. So it's not the same gun, but like any gun, it can kill. And most gun, uh, most gun violence or most fatalities that are caused by guns, and there's a lot, there's a lot, but they're caused by handguns, actual handguns. So, and you're not going to ban that, right? <laughs> because, you know, there's a lot of Americans out there, including Democrats, who like their handguns. 
There's one stat out there, by the way, that they won't tell you, is that how many handguns or how many guns have prevented violence? How many handguns have actually saved women from being raped? How many handguns have saved you know, people from getting robbed out there, their houses getting robbed? A lot. Too many to count. <laughs> it's in the millions. It's crazy. <sighs> oh, people, it, this is a, it, it, I know it's not a good topic to talk about right now, but it's sad. It's really sad. Now, I wish I had, I, I wish I had more information on this kid so I could, you know, even for my own satisfaction, um, you know, try to place him on the Enneagram. You know, just by, just from looking at him, usually, I mean, I'll just throw this out there. Um, it looks as though he could be a type four individualist just by going by the way he dresses. And, it, and an individualist usually is lost in their identity. They're usually very artistic. Um, and, you, and this depression that they go through, uh, type fours usually go through a depression. Um, they usually get that out by being artistic. And that's why most artists, you know, they are very, a lot of the art which they produce is very depressing. I'm not sure if you noticed that. Like, you know, even every single love song that they write, it's about breakups, you know. You see, like, you know, Picasso and, and, and even all these other different, like, you know, artists out there. The stuff that they create, it's, it's not nice. It is depressing, right? They're, they're trying to get out all of their pain through art. And usually you can find those people. Now, I'm not sure if he is that type. But, you know, it, it could be just by looking at the way he dresses. It could be. Or he could just dress that way. Really don't know. I'm sure we'll know more in the future. and I can kind of make an assessment. But right now, that's just me throwing, throwing the ball out there in the park. All right? I may be absolutely wrong. Okay. It's 30 minutes now. I think I talked enough about this topic because everyone else in the world is talking about it. Um, hopefully, I'll talk about something a lot more uh, exciting in the, in the next days to come. Thank you so much for listening. And I am out of here. All right, everyone. That's it for today. I had fun podcasting. If you like what you hear, please share my podcast. If you can't find me, look on your favorite podcast platform and look for BBQ2 Movies. That's BBQ T.O. Movies. Yeah, the T.O. is not the number two, by the way. It is T.O., like Terrell Owens. So that's BBQ2 Movies. Catch you around.